We Infuse Podcast, episode number 34. Welcome to the We Infuse Podcast. My name is Dylan McCabe, and in every episode, we give you a behind-the-scenes look at the infusion industry as we interview owners and operators of infusion centers and industry experts to give you a seat at the table so you can learn best practices and strategies from them. And in this episode, I interview two co-founders of an infusion center called Infusible Care. I'm going to talk with Rick Yerandopoulos and Mark Carufi. They're going to talk about their transition. Rick was a pharmacist. Mark was a nurse. They're going to talk about their transition from a more hospital-based setting to starting their own infusion center and adding some additional services. They're going to talk about how they do things to differentiate themselves in the market, and they're also going to talk about how they broaden their scope as far as services they offer and how they plan to scale over the next couple of years to multiple locations. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Before you do that, if you've been thinking about how to optimize your current infusion center or starting one, you need to take the time to talk with one of our account executives that we infuse to discover the scope of work that we do when we engage a client for consulting. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. And I think you're going to hear a lot of that in this particular episode. So you're going to get a lot out of this and uh, looking forward to diving in with you. So here is our interview with Rick and Mark from Infusible Care. All right. As I mentioned, I have special guests on the show today, Rick Yerandopoulos and Mark Karufi from Infusible Care. Guys, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Dylan. And I, what I like about you guys is you have a background in healthcare, but this is an entrepreneurial journey. You neither, neither one of you have uh, been a manager or owner of an infusion center before. And so you decided to take this entrepreneurial leap and go into business for yourselves, and you started an infusion center. And so before we get into this journey, there's some really cool things that we're going to get out of this. But what I'd like to do is just kind of take a, take a minute for you guys to share your background. What's your background in the industry? And then we'll move into why you chose to start an infusion center. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, Rick and I, well, I'll, I'll start with me, Mark uh, Karufi. Uh, I'm a nurse by trade, um, but I have spent the last 10 years really in the executive world overseeing oncology service lines uh, that are tied into infusion centers as well. So the, the infusion uh, the infusion background is there. Uh, uh, you know, I've done oncology for the last 25 years, uh, both pediatric and adult oncology. Uh, really have uh, have been involved in the high uh, and in the delivery of chemotherapy uh, in terms of the infusion perspective. Rick and I, uh, over the last six years, have worked together uh, running an oncology service line with fourteen different uh, clinics around the uh, the, uh, the Arizona uh, Phoenix Valley, uh, and we're very successful at doing that. And uh, and uh, I tell you, it was uh, we're both. We both are, uh, are are very entrepreneurial at heart, uh, and uh, we were on a business trip one night, and, and after dinner and, and a couple of uh, glasses of wine, we we talked and, and we said, "Hey, uh, you know, why don't we just uh, go out and start doing this on our own?" And uh, we just have a true passion, patient-centric model uh, that uh, really still captures uh, the medical component uh, of uh, chronic medication delivery. Uh, and uh, and uh, kind of integrate it with uh, the uh, with the amenities and and the safety uh, that we feel all patients uh, really deserve. And one of our one of our mottos, uh, if you will, is uh, is that uh, you know all patients 
uh, really should have uh, infusion therapy uh, in an environment that does not interrupt their daily activities. Uh, so that they can carry on if they're if they're an executive they can they can stay in one of our suites get their infusion therapy and and still work uh, on their laptop and carry on their daily work or if they're a stay-at-home mom they can you know make appointments uh, for their children and and still kind of you know navigate their lives if you will um, so that's that's what really kind of you know triggered Rick and I to get into this uh, world of infusion therapy and uh, and we're, that's why we're here that's good stuff. Yep. Yeah, great summary, Mark. Thank you. And, and this is Rick Yerndopoulos by trade. I'm a pharmacist, uh, but as uh, Mark was describing, I too have been in an, in an uh, administrative role uh, for the past many years. Um, and uh, Mark and I were overseeing all of those 14 clinics at a, at a larger healthcare organization. Um, both Mark and I our background is really in the health system, uh, hospital-based uh, systems, uh, overseeing the outpatient clinics for those hospital-based systems. But uh, we started identifying trends in the industry uh, that were leading towards hospital-based clinic denials. And we approached our leadership team about this trend, but for a, a myriad of reasons, uh, one of which being three, 340B uh, drug pricing and, and margins, there's a, a lot of reasons why the health, the hospital systems can't uh, pursue the, or, or, or mitigate those risks. So that's when uh, Mark and I were on this business trip and we kind of uh, looked at each other and said, well, this might be our, our opportunity to satisfy our entrepreneurial itch. Uh, we're not necessarily in competition with the hospital-based uh, clinics. We're we're more mostly interested in their denials, uh, and as they grow, and especially in this industry, this industry is just uh, it just continues to grow. The drug pipeline for um, uh, infusion therapy is very robust and continues to grow. And almost every Google um, uh, entry that you uh, that you read or come across. Uh, there's projections for double-digit uh, compounded annual growth rates uh, for for every projection. Uh, so we're certainly in our infancy of of the uh, the growth in this industry. And um, Mark and I figured this is a, a a great time to to initiate this this freestanding clinic. I love that. That's that's just such a great setting for the story here as you guys started this business venture. But with your background in healthcare and you like like you said, you're you guys are both entrepreneurial. You wanted to make that shift going from working with, you know, like people like to say, more of a steady environment, a steady paycheck and so forth, to jumping off on your own, where you're really betting on yourself. What how did you do that? How did you do your due diligence? How did you kind of tap the available resources to 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 make sure that you're you're making smart decisions and headed in the right direction. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, when Rick and I first decided that we were going to, you know, start going down this journey of uh, of going into business for ourselves, uh, you know, we we knew from an operational perspective how to run infusion centers. Uh, but boy, we we were not prepared uh, for, you know, all of the other diligence that comes along with starting your own business and, and having uh, to get other things that uh, other components that really kind of keep your business going and, and that you have to have. Uh, so we reached out to We Infuse and, uh, and I tell you, it was 
probably the best thing that we've done uh, uh, during this journey because while we know uh, the operational perspective, uh, we, we've learned a lot from Reese and, and the team that we infuse and, and, and really kind of they helped us put it all together, connected us with the appropriate people and, 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 and have already built long-lasting professional relationships with several of those, uh, those people. And, you know, so it, it's, it's been a journey. Uh, uh, there's uh, still a lot of, uh, a lot of obstacles that Rick and I uh, on a daily basis, but, you know, to your point, going from that steady uh, job uh, uh, and, uh, you know, knowing where your paycheck is coming from uh, every week uh, to the uncertainty uh, has honestly been a welcome to stress. Uh, it's, it's something that, it's something that we're enjoying. Uh, and we, we know that we have a service that, we feel that is incomparable in the Valley uh, and a, a model that is very unique uh, as we are not just an infusion therapy uh, center for uh, chronic disease management. We're also an immediate care center. Uh, and that was really kind of uh, uh, based on, uh, on uh, or kind of uh, built on the premise of being an oncology immediate care, urgent care site uh, because of our background in oncology. Uh, there's a lot of patients that, uh, that, uh, that well, uh, at the end of the day, no one wants to visit an, uh, an emergency department, uh, especially a patient that is going through chemotherapy or radiation therapy. Uh, so we are that, uh, that one and only place in the Phoenix Valley that is open seven days a week, long hours to help triage oncology patients as well. Uh, so, it, 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 you know, that combined with the infusion piece uh, has just been very rewarding. Uh, and uh, and we know that, uh, and we've already seen it uh, in the works. So we've been open for five or six weeks now. And and our patients are thanking us. Uh, and it's uh, both from the chronic disease management side of infusion therapy and also on uh, the immediate care side. Rick, is there anything to add there? That. The only thing that I'll add is in regards to when uh, Dylan was asking about our due diligence of taking the leap. Um, one thing that uh, we were scared of, and that's this is one of the reasons why we engaged, we infused very early in the process of thinking about this, is we were we were scared of the drug pricing. Uh, in my background is in the hospital setting where we have 340B drug costs and get drugs for some drugs or even uh, one cent. Um, and, and other drugs are discounted by uh, 20%, et cetera. And uh, leaving that environment, that was really one of the, the key questions is, is it profitable if you leave the 340B environment? And so we infuse help, uh, certainly helped uh, navigate through those questions and, and uh, uh, helped craft some of our, our performa in order to uh, make the decision of, okay, this this is... This can be uh, worthwhile. Let's go ahead and, and make the leap. That's so good. Yeah, it's 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 priceless to have somebody looking over your shoulder who's an expert in the industry, who's already done it before. You know, it's, it's just hard to put a price tag on that. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. And I think the thing that comes out of that, you know, uh, like you guys have already brought to light is even just highlighting issues that you didn't even know were an issue and, and helping you to see things that, you know, um, looking at your blind side, protecting your blind side to make sure that your your journey is as smooth as possible. But there's still challenges you have to face, but uh, at least you have somebody along the journey with you. And so you guys are in North Scottsdale, Arizona. You, you've brought another component to this that I don't typically hear, which is 
you're not just an infusion center. So what was your reasoning behind that? Because that's not typical. I think a lot of people listening to this, if they own infusion centers, think, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I yeah. should think about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it truly, um, you know, when, when you when you think about the infusion piece, uh, we we really, we, we know that there's other there's other entities out there. You know, there's, uh, you know, our, our partners in the community that are running freestanding infusion centers and then even the hospital infusion centers. So when we talked about the infusion piece, we focused on the safety and the amenities of the components uh, of that business. And we, you know, private suites. Every, every patient that comes in for an infusion at our facility gets a private suite uh, that has a, a recliner for the patient and a, and a, a recliner for the, uh, their guest. Uh, and and really, uh, just the state of art amenities. Uh, we are uh, we are uh, we we didn't hold anything back from an amenity perspective. On the flip side, uh, from the immediate care perspective, uh, we really, uh, you know, Rick and I uh, just really just knew that there was a need in the community uh, to provide immediate care triage services, not just for the oncology world, uh, but for anyone. Uh, so it, when you think about it, it's kind of like an urgent care or, or, uh, or even a, 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 a minute clinic, if you will. However, the, the, the twist is we're all cancer specialists. Uh, so we, uh, we, uh, we are nurse navigators, we are physicians and, and nurse practitioners that are generally only done oncology for the last 25 years. Uh, and, uh, and with our expertise, we kind of brought it in all together. We help navigate uh, patients in their oncology journey during, you know, really post-chemotherapy uh, symptom management. That's really what it is. So we'll treat the nausea and the vomiting. We'll treat the pain. We'll treat the dehydration or the fever or the neutropenia. And we can do that all in-house. So it'll save patients the, the trip to the emergency department. Uh, it'll, it's much lower out-of-pocket costs. Uh, the risk for infection is, is much, much more minimal than in a hospital setting. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, and, and, then all, and then after that, you know, with that, we can funnel those patients into the infusion center as well to help kind of, uh, you know, not just from a business perspective, but from a, an ultimate uh, care under one roof concept. Uh, we have a lab, we have an infusion center, and we have an immediate care center all under the same roof where we can result labs without having to send them out. And we can see patients and then we can send them over to the infusion side if they need hydration or medication management. Uh, and that's really turned out to be a very unique model. Uh, there is nothing like that uh, in the state of Arizona. Uh, uh, most, uh, un you know, unfortunately, there's nothing like that in the state of Arizona. Uh, so most uh, most providers uh, are sending their patients to the EDs. Uh, but we're now starting to get a lot of those patients filtering in through us. Uh, we also do blood transfusions. Uh, so we are anything infusion, anything injection uh, as well. And, uh, and, uh, and that's really turning out to be very promising for us and the community. Well, I love that for two reasons. One, as a business owner, it, you, you diversified your offering a little bit. But for a patient, you are taking steps out of the process for the patient. And that's, you know, you guys are going to, that's a huge differentiating factor in the marketplace because a patient can find what they need from you and not have to go down the street for something else. That's just great. You know, Dylan, it's, it's, it's a very true statement. Uh, you know, when Rick and I, when we built infusible care, uh, we surveyed patients 
And, you know, and, and it's come with years and years of hearing the same story from patients over and over again from the hospital world, right? I wish I didn't have to park in a parking garage. I wish we had curbside parking. I wish there was no associated facility fees. And Rick and I, we kind of just put it all together. Uh, we put it all together. And, uh, you know, there's no facility fees uh, when you come to our clinic. Uh, there is curbside parking. We will greet you. Uh, in uh, in the uh, on the curb, and we'll help you into the clinic, uh, and uh, and you're not you're not rubbing elbows with your neighbor. Uh, you know most infusion centers uh, that you see, you're either you're either face to face with your uh, with your uh, with your counterpart that's having an infusion, and and it's hard to maintain your privacy or uh, or even have a private conversation on the phone. Uh, and then you know the infection uh, control piece is now a huge component of that, right? So uh, it is, uh, you know, everything that you said really kind of, it, it, hits, it hits the heart because we, we really approach it from a genuine perspective. You know, I've seen it all. I'll tell you what, uh, as a former account executive with We Infuse, I've seen really nice infusion centers like you're describing, which is basically like taking a patient to a first class. They're flying first class. They're comfortable. Right. They're, they're, they, they feel like they're being so well taken care of. Like you said, it's, it's, the least disruptive experience to their everyday lifestyle. And I've seen the opposite end of the spectrum where you've got 10 chairs in a very crowded space with a refrigerator refrigerator in there and you can't even open the refrigerator door because it would hit somebody's feet. I mean, right, right. it's just, you know, it's hard to believe. Uh, but like you said, I, I love it. all of those things are going to do two things. They're going to give the patient a great experience, but they're also going to give you guys, it's just, all it does is underpin your success strategy where you want long-term relationships. You want referral business. You want physicians to be able to refer to you. I just love that. So, so these are the things you guys are doing at the time of the recording of this podcast. I mean, you guys launched November 16th of 2020. So this is all very new at the time of the recording of this podcast. We're a couple of months into this essentially. What would you say have been a couple of your biggest challenges moving into this space, the things that you wake up at 2 a.m. for whatever reason, and this is what's running nonstop in your brain. You mean, uh, you mean not sleeping at all at 2 a.m., uh, right? <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to let Rick take this because this is what's uh, made Rick a little, uh, a little less uh, hair on his head. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm thinking uh, two things really come to mind. As in, we kind of knew this going into it was about the payer contracting process being very slow. Uh, again, we, we were warned, um, but we are still disappointed at the, the slowness of getting uh, the delay in getting the payer contracting. Uh, we do have Medicare to start with. We just recently uh, were received a, a counter signature on our agreement for Aetna. Uh, we are the consultant that we're working with is very hopeful for uh, additional commercial contracts coming in the next few weeks. Um, but we just, it's kind of a hurry up and wait uh, setting and it's, it's very disappointing. And especially since our, our business model is predicated on the fact of site of service optimization and patients getting denied from the hospital setting for their, their commercial payer is saying, no, you can't go to the hospital-based clinic. You have to go to an independent freestanding clinic. Well, here we are wanting to take care of them, but we don't yet have the contract. And, and, and getting the referrals. Uh, we, we are getting those referrals. So that's very promising. But yeah. 
So that's really been one uh, sticky point. But we do we are hopeful that there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's just a matter of time. So let's let's talk about that for a minute for for other people, other other owners of infusion centers who are listening to that. and They think, you know, that's been our biggest headache, too. What's one piece of advice based on what you've learned to help move that process along? Well, we we have uh, engaged. uh, We've changed courses with our consulting, our payer uh, consultants a couple of times. Um, And our latest consultant that we're working with, his strategy in the interest of efficiency of getting these contracts is to try to um, uh, be a primary care clinic uh, so that as to not confuse the application process. A lot, uh, apparently, a lot of these commercial payers do not fully understand the concept of infusion centers yet. And as such, if you enter into a contract for infusion center, you might get put into a bucket of specialty pharmacy or home infusion or some other bucket where then there's just more inherent delays, there's more inherent questions. Uh, so the, our latest consultant that we've been working with is, uh, has helped streamline uh, that process and try to um, um, jump those hurdles a little bit smoother. That's so interesting. So, you know, you would think that uh, a company that's paying out billions of dollars toward healthcare costs would know would know what they're doing, but uh, that's that's the way it goes. You know, we hear that over and over again. That confusion between you know a specialty pharmacy and and uh, an ambulatory infusion center and so forth. So, all right. So, payer contracting is definitely an area of of struggle with any infusion center owner operator. What would you say has been the next biggest challenge you guys have faced getting into this space? Well, I, I certainly can answer this one uh, as a pharmacist. My background has uh, traditionally been in the hospital-based systems. And as such, you have access to the entire drug catalogs at your fingertips. You can order drugs for ER or 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 even an outpatient clinic. And so the entire drug catalog is, is available. Uh, going into the transitioning from a hospital-based system, I I guess maybe it's just uh, being naive, but I thought I took for granted that that is how the world works. Kind of like Amazon. You you have the entire drug catalog at your fingertips and you get to pick and choose what drugs you want to order. Well, Going into this community-based setting, um, it's a little bit different, or I should say it's a lot different. It's a lot more fragmented, I'm finding. Uh, there is there are some distributors in GPOs that are um, uh, specific to the monoclonal antibodies, which are very helpful for our core infusion business. But we, as Mark described, we also have immediate care services. So uh, I need some of the other drugs on hand, such as some antibiotics and some uh, uh, um, pre-meds and, and other uh, supportive care medications. And so I have to get a different uh, distributor and, and a different uh, GPO in order to obtain, to get my hands on those. Then I'm also finding out that there are, especially in the oncology world, since we are heavily focused with our immediate care service uh, on the oncology world, apparently oncology has its own GPOs. So I'll give you just one example just recently with uh, with one particular medication. We have a referral from a physician uh, for uh, treating a patient with Zarzio, which happens to be a biosimilar of, of uh, Philgrastum. Uh, 
The Medicare reimbursement is at about $140 for a 300 microgram syringe. The distributors that I have access to, they are uh, charging me uh, significantly more, uh, upwards of close to 200% of that. So I would be grossly underwater uh, on those charges. Um, now, having said that, upon my investigation, I've learned that if I were to, uh, to join an oncology specific GPL, well, then I would get pricing that is advantageous and more based on ASP rather than being based on WAC pricing. And it's just very convoluted. It's just very um, fragmented, I guess, is the word that I would say. So, so how have you how have you had to adapt your operations to accommodate that challenge? I mean, there's people listening that's going, yeah, it's a headache. I can't stand that. And I'm sure some people listening would love to hear, well, what have you done to streamline that process? It's it's really it's truly all about navigating, right? And 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 knowing and knowing your business. Uh, and uh, you know we've done a good job. Uh, you know Rick is a pharmacist. Uh, he tends to be very very passionate in that regard, and, and I feel it too. I, I tell you, when we when we say that we can offer uh, uh, some treatment to patients and. and when they do come calling and it's unfortunate that we don't have a certain drug here because of some of these uh, obstacles, uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's disheartening. It's, 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 it's uh, you know, it weighs in on us because we really want to be able to provide that service to the community. Uh, but, you know, I tell you, our partners uh, with uh, our GPOs and, and uh, and the connect and the connections that we infuse have really kind of established uh, for us has really been very helpful in, in navigating us through some of these uh, some of these bottlenecks and and you know it's already paid off uh, you know there's uh, we've already made leaps and bounds over the last couple of days and even weeks uh, in regards to how we uh, are are managing that and and we're again. Uh, this is the this is the fun stress about owning your own uh, your own business. You, you get to you get to kind of uh, understand some of these nuances and, and and try and figure it out. And and when you do, it's it's kind of it's kind of like a little celebration, right? Uh, because you, yeah, you're winning and, and you're doing that for your own team, but uh, you're also winning for the patients that are out there that are needing your services. It's so true. It's a it's a challenge, you know, to be a business owner, and it, you 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 get your metal gets tested, and no matter what experience you had before, what knowledge you had before, you're going to hit a ceiling with experience and knowledge, and that's where this stuff comes up. And it sounds like you guys are really learning how to, like you said, address bottlenecks. You're learning how to overcome these challenges. You are adapting, and that's what people need to hear about because it's not just start this thing and then everybody congratulates you and rolls out the red carpet and says, here's the path to success. Right. So I love, so, so I love that. And I really appreciate you guys being candid about those, those challenges that you face. So let's go from there and go into where do you guys hope to take this thing? I mean, where, where are you headed with this? You, you, you have really good reasons for why you got in this space. You're offering an exceptional experience for your patients uh, where, where do you hope to be five years from now? Yeah. So we, we, uh, I, I'll never forget. It was, uh, over uh, about 15 months ago was, was our initial conversation with Reese and, and the team over at William Fuse. And, uh, I'll never forget the comment that Reese made, uh, cause we were both very, uh, you know, we were very comfortable in the positions that we had at our, at our previous, uh, 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 uh 
jobs, right? And uh, Reese said, hey, look, uh, if, if you want to just get into it and open one clinic, uh, yeah, you, you probably want to just stay in your current positions because, uh, you know, it's a lot less stressful and, and, and you, know where you're, you know where your check's coming from. But if you really want to satisfy that entrepreneurial itch and, and be able to provide what you all feel uh, is a unique model uh, to millions of uh, lives that are out there that are needing uh, uh, these services, uh, then, then that's then then you need to jump right in, and and uh, you know it's it's very true. Uh, we've been open six weeks, uh, roughly five or six weeks, and and I will tell you that we're ready to open our second and our third uh, clinic. Now, uh, we've uh, we've gone down that road. Uh, we've started to engage. Uh, in fact, we've already had multiple conversations. Uh, and uh, and and it's it's sticking. Uh, the conversations that we're having with people and potential investors uh, and pri- and, uh, and uh, private equity uh, is uh, quite honestly uh, very encouraging. Uh, you know, when we talk about our model, uh, you know, eyes eyes uh, start to open a little wider, and uh, and uh, it's it's something that we want to do. And, and you know, Rick and I are kind of impatient by nature uh, because we're just so passionate about making sure that everyone really understands what our, our model is. And uh, we chose originally North Scottsdale to open our, our first clinic. Uh, and that was really based on the relationships that we have uh, here in the Valley. We, you know, we, we've been around uh, the Valley for quite a, uh, quite a while. And, and over those years, we've built a lot of good, solid relationships with physicians, providers, uh, you know, uh, nurses and, and anyone in healthcare. Uh, and, uh, and it's proven to be the right decision. Uh, but it's funny uh, when I go to visit uh, practices uh, now, uh, the, uh, what I'm hearing is when are you going to put something in, in, uh, in this part of the Valley or when are you going to put something over in this area? Uh, and, and we're, we're doing it. Uh, we're doing it. We, we have already started that, uh, that process and we're hoping to have another uh, two clinics open here in the next uh, five to six months. That is such a great story. I love I love the passion. I mean, it comes through. It comes through in our, in our conversation now, but it's very clear because of the steps you guys have taken to provide that unique patient experience, to diversify your offering, uh, and to and to do something unique. And beginning with the end in mind. I mean, you guys, one of you must be a strong visionary, where you're thinking, "Hey, this is where we could go five, ten years from now." And one or both of you obviously are, are strong integrators, bringing that vision down to the ground uh, on a weekly, quarterly, annual basis. And then the last thing is, I know that if you engage We Infuse, one of the reasons you engage We Infuse was to streamline the operations and have solid processes in place. And that's what makes it repeatable. And that's what I hear you speaking to now. I mean, you guys must have very solid systems and processes and kind of the way we do things around here, that is nailed down. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to go to second, third, fourth locations. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I think I think in, in combination with the relationships that we have with We Infuse and uh, our past experience of being uh, really operational-based leaders in the ambulatory world has really kind of you know, uh, given this more, even more momentum, uh, right? Uh, so that, yeah, it, it is absolutely proven to be correct uh, uh, in terms of having operations uh, to a point of efficiency uh, where we feel comfortable to go ahead and start opening uh, two and three and four. That's so good. Well, 
we could go on and talk about this for another hour, but I know you guys have a, a business to run. I just want to ask a, a kind of a key question here. What's a parting piece of advice after everything that you guys have been through? You know, you're off to the races. You've got a really good blueprint you're working from. What's one parting piece of advice to other people, other business owners, uh, Infusion Center owners listening to this now? Yeah, I, you know, and you know that's a great question and a question that we are often asking some of our own partners uh, and and colleagues in the community. Uh, you know, I, I would think, you know, it's been a journey. It's been uh, a good uh, fifteen months uh, since we've uh, uh, put uh, a solid confirmation that we are going to move forward with this. And and I would say, you know, it, it, so, it kind of sounds cliche, but you know, really. Stick to it, uh, and 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 just, and, and just you know grind and grind and grind. If you if you have a passion and, and your work ethic is there, uh, and and you and you're and you have the ability to build really strong teams, uh, you, you, you know the patients and the providers uh, in the community they see that, uh, and it, it's you know it's it's very it's been very promising to us because there's some physicians that you know, didn't even know us. Uh, and we, and we walked into their offices and, and they said, you know, stop with the, stop with the, the, the cells, uh, type, uh, talk. I, I can see in your eyes and, and, and hear in your, in your voice that you really just care about treating patients. And, and you're the type of, you're the type of practice and, and service line that I want to send my patients to. And, 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 you know, so again, passion, stick to it, grind, grind, grind. And at the end of the day, uh, your goals of delivering uh, your services to patients that need you most is, is going to come through. That's so good. Well, Rick and Mark, co-founders of Infusible Care, we really appreciate you being on the show. And uh, obviously, we Infuse appreciate you being a client for consulting. And this is going to be a success story. It already is a success story. And I think it would be really neat to have you guys back on the show in 12 to 18 months and just kind of give us a progress report. How have things been going? Have you been, you know, how are the, is the expansion going and all that stuff? It would be really cool to kind of get you guys looking back on the journey. We would really appreciate that, Dylan. And, and we really appreciate you doing this with us. And, and thank you so much for your time. All right. That concludes our interview with Rick and Mark. I really like what they've done to diversify their offering in the marketplace. They are not just an infusion center, although that's uh, quite an undertaking in and of itself. They've really diversified their offering to make their to give their patients the best experience, but also to have a more robust business model. And they already have plans to scale to four locations. So wonderful case study on how to start an infusion center effectively. They engaged WeInfuse for consulting. They're using WeInfuse software. And they also have an exit plan and a blueprint in place. Solid stuff. So hope you got a lot out of that. And if you haven't done so already, you owe it to yourself to learn how WeInfuse can save you time and money with WeInfuse software. It's the gold standard for Infusion Center software. You can schedule a free call with one of our account executives and at least take it for a test drive and see what the rage is all about. It's a phenomenal system. And you, like I said, you owe it to yourself to at least check it out. Okay, guys, this is Dylan McKay with the We Infuse podcast, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for joining us. <music>